welcome to 8Tracks, a show where we look at 8Tracks that all share a theme. So if you don't know the drill by now, we've included a playlist in the description. We want you to follow along with each track as we say, or listen to them all before the podcast. Either way, we don't mind, just as long as you've heard the tracks, really. This week's theme is Songs That Give You Energy. I'm Jamie, and as always, I'm joined by Katie. How are you doing, Katie? I'm okay, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Week Good. 11 billion of lockdown. I don't know what day. The only way I know what day it is is because we're recording a podcast, so that means it must be Thursday. (laughs) Happy Thursday. And tomorrow I'm going to be drunk on mojitos, so that means it must be Friday. So last week's episode was all kind of about looking back at the past. You know, it was a bit melancholy. So this week I thought, let's talk about the tracks that give us energy, that get us where we need to go. Whether that's positive energy or just a drive to get you through. Yes, I've decided to pick four hype tracks about my dead grander to continue with <laughs> It's all just Kingdom of Scotland by Romeo Taylor. It, it's Jerry Rafferty with a donk on it four times. <laughs> Wait, have you never heard that remix no, of Baker Street? No, is it bad? The one with the donk on it. Holy shit, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my god, it's horrific. I love it. We have a CD in work and it's just Scottish tunes with donks on them and Baker Street is on it. <laughs> why was that in your work? Ill. I don't know. I think we brought it in because like, sometimes we have a wee day and we just get drunk in the office kind of thing. And I think somebody brought it in just before we finished up for Christmas or whatever. We'd have Jerry Rafferty with a donk on it and we'd all drink fucking moe in the office. <laughs> Boys of summer with a fucking sick donk on it. I'm not kidding. I suppose there is that version of Boys of Summer, actually. I was going to say, is it not yeah, DJ yeah. Sammy? So it probably was. I, just, that's actually quite Sammy, a good version. Yeah. Anyway. Like, don't start me on Boys of Summer. <laughs> or donk. <laughs> or donk. Right, Katie, so it's you first this week. What's your first track? My first track is Shoot by Tears for Fears. Track one. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Shout. Shout. Let it all out. <laughs> sorry. That. Yeah, sorry, all I heard was <laughs> yeah, no, oh. that's all. Do we go again? No, no, it's fine. I went to a volume that only dogs could hear and Discord <laughs> didn't pick that up. That's okay, that's fine, that's my life now, it's fine. I'm oh, at peace with it. I was gonna cut that, but I'm, I'm gonna leave that in now. That's no, fine, I'm at peace with it. This is my life now. It's a series of failures linked together by laughter. And a volume that only dogs can hear. <laughs> So that was Shout by Tears for Fears. What it a was Shout by Tears for Fears. It's such a bop. Right, I know that we are quite typical for picking 80s bangers, but that is an absolute bop. It's so good. It's so, so good. I love Tears for Fears. I think I was speaking last week about my mum and dad and they're sitting down with me in the record collection. Yeah. And I hadn't really listened to Tears for Fears before. Everyone knows everybody wants to rule the world. I'd seen Donnie Darko, you know. With the um, best Tears for Tears song in it. <laughs> Mum gave me, she had a copy of Songs from the Big Chair, which is a great, I think Shout is on Songs from the Big Chair. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to do a it, swift Google. I started listening to Tears for Fears, properly fell in love with it. Yeah, sorry it is. But... Um, oh, thank God I was correct. What, for once in my goddamn life, I was right. Oh. It's the first song on Songs from the Big Chair. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I mean, check out the track listing on that. Yeah. Shout, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Head Over Heels. Mother's Talk. Yeah, it's a great album, that. So good. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, I was just explaining my history of uh, my love affair for Tears for Fears. And it's my mum's fault. 
she loves Fierce Affairs, but it's one of those songs where, like, it is pure pumped up. It's good pumped up 80s music. I'm not sure when the first time I heard that track was, actually. But it was definitely about in my childhood. Might have been in the game. Yeah. Might have just Googled to see if it was in Grand Theft Auto and couldn't find anything about it. But, yeah. No, I love that song. It does have that absolute fucking epic feel to it as well. It does. It really does. There's about 50 separate breakdowns in that song as oh, well. Oh god, they're so and good they're as all well. Incredible. And that song could include like a harmonica breakdown, and I would be like, "This is the best harmonica breakdown." Of all. <laughs> You'd be like, "Yes." Play the spoons. Fist yeah, bumping. Play the spoons in the middle of it, and I'd be like, "Oh yes, the spoons!" Shout the spoons, big man! Shout the spoons! I'm surprised you didn't pick the disturbed version. I'm surprised that you're surprised at that. <laughs> what is there? Too many chin piercings in that one. Yes, the chin piercings get in the way of the sound mm. and it doesn't sound as good because it sounds terrible. Jamie, don't. I know you're going to play it and I don't want to <laughs> no, play it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't <laughs> dare. Please don't do that to me. I'm not emotionally in a place where I can take the Disturbed have, cover. Have you heard show. the Disturbed cover of it? Yes, I have. You've played it to me before. In my darkest hours. <laughs> I think it's good. Well, I was going to say I think it's good, but I don't think anything Disturbed do are good, but it's not the worst cover they've done. <laughs> specifically Wait, what's the other really bad cover they've done i've lost oh, the one that was huge like two years ago um sound of silence <laughs> they did a really really fucking plain boring yeah, ass cover it. of it i've heard it and i've seen the video and there's the video not just him standing in front of a green screen by himself just all 412 of his chin piercings just glimmering in the, <laughs> in the video lights <laughs> that's another great internet video the greatest hit of disturbed <laughs> that is a really good video tears for fears are absolutely fucking dino and that whole album has an absolute aesthetic to it it really does and yeah like, whether it's shout which is really pumped up or head over heels which is actually one of my favorite songs ever written i don't know i say yeah. this like oh, every yeah. fucking week i adore that song or mm. like there's something about the way the synth sounds and everybody wants to rule the world that sounds so nostalgic and it feels like you're being soaked back to a sun-drenched kind of 80s time See with Head Over Heels, see the echo on the piano at the very mm. beginning. Yeah. I don't know why, but that makes me feel so happy. One of the things in this show was originally me ripping off Head Over Heels, actually. I think oh, it's was it really? I th- the fourth one, track okay. four. It ended up being more kind of easy listening, like Michael Bolton. Uh, um, right. than when I originally tended, which was to just rip the piano line from head over heels. Can I give that. you? Can I give you some advice on it as a fellow musician? Yes. Just put more echo on it. Just put more, put more reverb, straight on that <laughs> fucker. Couldn't even. I couldn't even pass that off. <laughs> just say reverb. <laughs> I don't know the technical term. It echoes. Thus, it is echo. I fucking love this song. Yeah, I have this on cassette. Great. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, I have uh, songs from the big chair on oh, cassette, wow. and it does oh, sound cool. pretty special because there is yeah. something about the way that cassettes degrade, and it sounds good with that shit over the top. Well, it sounds great on my mum's vinyl mm-hmm. as well. Shall we move on to my first pick? Go for it. Next up is "Search and Destroy" by Iggy and the Stooges. Black pink. Honestly, don't think you can get a song that hypes me up more than that. That might be the pinnacle. <laughs> uh, it's a great song. Search it's and really Destroy by Gay in the Stooges there. Fuck me. Right. Mm. The lyrics are dumb, and I know it. Um, He rhymes napalm with a-bomb. A- a- sorry, a-bam. 
A-bam. <laughs> something, I don't, this is terrible, right? God forgive me. But see where he says, look out, honey, because I'm using technology. <laughs> yeah. That conjures up images of my granny trying to use her iPad without supervision. I think it comes to the context for me of like seeing Iggy Pop now. Yeah. Popless in his kitchen trying to work <laughs> the, the blinder. The, <laughs> look out, honey, because I'm using technology. Just talking to the carrots. <laughs> that was a blender noise i'm really sorry <laughs> i think it cut I, I out was never i was never destined to be a foley artist i think it completely cut out as well oh, <laughs> thank you <shit>. discord <laughs> the lyrics are dumb as fuck but they're perfect in every single way i wouldn't change one of them they are for that song the pinnacle you know they're stupid but they do get you in the mood that the song wants to get you in mm. By the like that little descending sequence, just like as the pre-chorus, soulless decision in the dead of night, love in the middle of a firefight, uh, while mm. that fucking lovely little descending sequence and guitar plays, and then into that chorus where he's just singing about how he's the world's forgotten boy. <sighs> Sorry, is that the one that's searching to destroy? Yeah, it is. And then, ah. oh man, yeah, no, the guitar work in that track is impeccable. It's a very good song. I have a lot of time for E Pop. I like him with the Stooges more so than later although did you ever listen to the album he did with josh homme i did five years ago it's really good i didn't actually know that he did one yeah josh homme was part of eggy pop's band for a bit there oh really didn't know that yeah they put uh, at least i've only listened to one of the albums but it was really good what i heard Mm. but i have a lot of time for eggy pop as a person Mm. i think he's a cool person i really like his his show on bbc radio six. Oh yeah it's so good and he has such good music yeah he's got really varied music taste as well he's really cool he's totally your cool uncle he is the world's cool like punk uncle god damn sex music does get it right when they get artists on that have shows i mean like so good i can take or leave jarvis if i'm being honest because sometimes he gets a bit fucking he is so up his own arse. Yeah, he's a, prote- sorry, he's a pretentious walloper, but Pulp were great. But Huey Morgan's great as well. Is it Morgan? Huey Morgan, yeah, uh, I think it is. From Fun Loving Criminals. Yeah, from Fun Loving He is so good. His shows are so, so good. And sometimes I put them on in the kitchen while I'm cooking and stuff. Yeah. And he'll put something on and I'll be like, this is such a fucking banger oh my god he always gets it right he's so good he's so so good i think we might talk about him if we ever do a list on interesting covers because there's a controversial cover that fun loving criminals did but we'll we'll get to that yeah if we ever do that as a list i'm just going to act knowing and confident (laughs) yeah back to the stages though that song is and it doesn't feel like three and a half minutes it feels like you know, it's, no. and it's like it's like solidly building the entire time to that absolute climax with one of my favorite guitar solos ever written, and it's yeah, just an absolute yeah. explosion at the end of just fucking energy. You're like, yes, mm. by the time that kicks in, so good. It is just mm, note for note perfect, like for the entire song for me. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great song. It's such a good song. It's one of these songs that I just wish I could have written. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, especially guitar wise. Okay everything in that is just ideal yeah it is a really hype song but like i think the presence of iggy pop here at this point in the podcast is a signal for like punk things to come oh yeah i mean yeah <laughs> we are choosing tracks that give us energy and it just so happens we quite like punk music so... yeah i'll talk about that later but that's your fault yeah yeah <laughs> that is my fault <laughs> it's your fault <laughs> 
I think yeah, I, I was raised right. You weren't. <laughs> I, yeah, I've like I've been listening to this song specifically since I was like ten or eleven years old. Like on like Black oh, really? Sabbath, and I think I got a CD. It was like a rock CD with oh, like my God. the Sunday Mail or something. Oh, love those! And it had some good stuff on it. I I think it yeah. had T Rex and it had uh-huh. Black Sabbath and it had I think it had a Stooges song. It wasn't this? That kind of made me look into the Stooges, mm. and that led me to this song which is yeah. fucking incredible. Again, I think it's in a video cool. game. I think this is in a video game, too. Oh, it might be in a... minutes I'm not, I'm not, but <laughs> I'm fairly sure it's in a Tony Hawk game. Alright, that would make complete sense. Which, again, influenced my <laughs> music taste, really. <laughs> oh, by the way, hype as fuck for that fucking remake. Yes. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so good. Next one? Next one. Katie. <laughs> Wait, shall Yeah. My next song is Crashing Foreign Cars by Helmet. Track for me. Whoa, another song that gives you some energy right there. Referencing the name of the podcast. Whoa. Always funny that one, isn't oh, it? Oh, rescue me from this bit, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fairly yeah, classic Helmet, helmet song was... there. Well, if I can controversially disagree... Oh, do so tell. This, <laughs> well, Crashing Foreign Cars is from Size Matters, which was the first album Helmet released after they broke up in 1998. Oh, okay. And half of the band didn't want to come back for it. Mm. They were like, what have you done to the sound? You sound completely different. Everything about Helmet is in the song. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I can see where they're saying that they've changed their sound a lot, but everything that I can hear in Unsung is mm-hmm. still there. I mean, the first guitar riff is very mm-hmm. Helmet. The drums yeah. throughout are Helmet as fuck. Yeah, I think the drums and the guitar... Oh, actually, the drummer, John Danier, I think you pronounce his name, he never came back. All right. Neither did Henry Bogdan, who was the bass player. So it was just Paige Hamilton who was the lead singer and the guitarist who you, came back really you can definitely hear that like yeah that is his guitar work as well yeah totally you can but yeah i really like that song i just found out it was on um need for speed underground too yeah i know i found that out when i was adding it to the playlist uh, <laughs> so yeah I, like, I didn't i didn't know that another video game was, reference uh, yeah and i didn't also realize that half the songs on the album were inspired by the lead singer's one-year relationship with winona Ryder. holy shit yeah, so the song that comes after Crashing Foreign Cars on the album is called See You Dead. <laughs> that ended well. <laughs> so, yeah. That will be one year of turmoil, but that's a hype as fuck song. It really it's is. Mm-hmm. It's so good. That little breakdown after the first chorus, yeah. where uh, like it has just the guitar in one ear, and then it fades into the other ear. I was like, yes. Mm. Yes. I really like I like listening to that song when I'm driving. Mm. I, I think... like listening to that song on parts of the road where I'm allowed to do 70. <laughs> I think Helmet always have these songs that are great for like moving at speed to. Oh yeah, for sure. I even even yeah. like Unsung or Wilma's Rainbow, they're not the fastest songs, but they do have an absolute flow to them that makes oh, you just for want sure, to like, yeah. put your foot down. Oh yeah, totally. Like a lot of my Spotify playlists that I uh, listen to when I'm driving and stuff. Mm. Even even just another victim, which I know it's not cool to like because House of Pain are on it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it was the was late 90s. Song. Yeah, well, it was the early 90s. It was 93. It was the um, early 90s. <laughs> which is in some ways worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they should know better at that point. 
I have so many helmet songs on my driving playlist and my gym playlist. Now this surprises and me because my... you only got into helmet about a year ago. I love Helmet though. I really like them, and they only have three good albums, so it's really easy to get into them. <laughs> I think the first time I ever heard them is they were in the first Guitar Hero game. Yeah, um, what song was it? Was in that unsung? Of course it was. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> yeah, their most famous one. It's a really good song though. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't heard Helmet, go check out their back catalogue. It sounds. I don't know if I'd say better than Crashing Foreign Cars. Yeah, I don't know. I like Size Matters. I like that album. I wouldn't direct you to it if you've never heard Helmet before. Mm-hmm. It's not Betty or Aftertaste. Go and listen to one of them. Mm. Then listen to Size Matters and see if you like it. Okay. You might not like it. It's about Winona Ryder. Well, <laughs> that's in vogue. I don't know. She's in Stranger Things. <laughs> Yeah, Stranger Things hasn't been cool for about 400 years, Grandpa Jamie, so like, I only you know. watched that for a series. I'm gonna be honest, lads, wasn't that in the Stranger Things? Never really got it. Well, that's us just lost like 400 cool points for the podcast. Just gonna say, we have two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is me. <laughs> the other is me. Hello, Jamie. Hope you're doing well. This is sad, let's move on. <laughs> Next up, Maximal Park, apply some pressure. I fucking love that song. It's such a good song. I only came it's to it like a year ago, though. I didn't know anything yeah. about fucking Maximal Park. I remember like reading about them in Tarang for some reason, but until we were we were playing Singstar at our friend Joanna's house. Hello, Joanna. And I think you picked that. That's you were like, because Maximal Park are one of my favourite bands. Tragic, I know, but there we are. It's not tragic. That album is incredible. <laughs> I think Maximal Park's first three or four albums hmm. genuinely they are really overlooked considering how incredibly good they are really overlooked and i think that track there is a perfect example of that album it's so interesting yeah. like the structure is weird yeah yeah it does some clever like fake outs of you know instead of just repeating the chorus it'll just suddenly drop into that uh, little segment where it's just him and the guitar yeah it is just it plays with like pacing masterfully yeah, they. I think Maximum Park are really clever bands. Mm, mm. Really, really clever. I think they're just woefully underrated. When did this come out? When did Apply Some Pressure come out? I really can't remember. Was it the early 2000s? Yes, it would have been. That period where everyone was just into razor light and yeah. who else? I, I don't know, like the killer is Franz Ferdinand at that point yeah, as well. Yeah, all these bands with the in their name as well. Oh, the Strokes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and they kind of got lumped in with this indie pop explosion that the NME championed and all that. Yeah. And then when Kaiser Chiefs and Franz Ferdinand and all that stopped being cool and started being music your fucking dad like. So fairly sharp yeah, <laughs> Maximal Park were kind of like swept under the rug with them, but they still were doing really cool and really interesting mm. music. Mm. And everyone only knows Apply Some Pressure. And that's completely fine mm. because it's a great song. But there is so much more to Maximal Park. Yeah. And they are such a good band. And this is absolutely the hell I intend to die on. <laughs> See, I've only listened to A Certain Trigger, but I love that album now. Yeah, yeah. Like the entire thing and I, I like hearing people singing their own voices you know the generic accent's fine 
but yeah. hearing somebody a Geordie sing like a Geordie, that's nice. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Paul Smith is he's a really good singer and his solo album is really good as well. Hmm. So the next album after that are Earthly Pleasures. That had books from boxes and our velocity on it. Hmm. Really, really good. Quick in the Heart was great as well. And then we kind of just, let's just forget about what comes after that because the National Health wasn't fantastic. But then that happened to a lot of the bands from that era. I mean, look, at, did, the, look at the Strokes, look at Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand's yeah. first two albums were really good. And then like, the third yeah. one was all right. And then mm-hmm. they just rapidly went downhill. Yeah. Until the Academy Award for Good Times goes to you. And that oh, brought yeah. it all back. That song <laughs> makes me want to vomit up my organs. Back to Maximum Park, though, and specifically yes. Apply Some Pressure. It yes. is, oh, it's just such a fun song, and the video is it, fantastic. It's a great song. Yeah, it really is. You were saying about the aesthetic of Tears for Fears, about Songs from the Big Chair. Mm. Maximum Park's first album has one of my favourite aesthetics. Yeah. It's very much that Interpol, when they did Antics, and when they did Turn On The Bright Lights. Yeah. That pick three colours and stick to those three colours aesthetic. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Any indie rock or pop track that manages uh-huh. to squeeze an organ in there, I fucking, I'm into it. Is there an organ in that? I don't know if there is in that one, but there is later in the album. Oh my um, god, I didn't know that. In fact, not even later, that much later, and I think in Graffiti, which might be the track after this. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There is an is. organ in that. Yeah. Or a keyboard using an organ sound. But yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, it's a manic, manic song. But I think it does good fake outs. It kind of builds really nicely. Yeah, but the whole album does that as well. Like that, you get the same stuff in like the coast is always changing. And um, I want you to leave. And the whole album does that. But you never get tired of it. You never want it to leave. What's the and I think- picture of a postcard? Um, uh, yes fucking love that song um, oh you're thinking of, sorry postcard of a painting postcard sorry. of a painting i'm close enough i'm bad with track names that's okay but that song is an absolute belter learned that in bass okay. the other day but have you heard limassol no i haven't i've only heard a certain trigger okay no limassol is a track on a certain trigger then i will have heard that i don't remember yeah. track names <laughs> i can never trap you we're gonna head for new horizons yeah, yeah, I, I love that song and mm. then the night i lost my head yeah that's a great and, song uh i've seen maximal park two or three times live mm. and i saw them at the barlands i think it was the first time they ever did acrobat live mm. which is from a certain trigger as well yeah that's a good song cried like a, cried like a child i would like to see them so um oh they're really good live if you if you ever want to see maximal park i will absolutely come with you because they are really good live nice nice and they do some hype as fuck music yes and it does fill me with energy and it is like my most recent pick for this i've been yes. working out quite a lot to a certain trigger recently oh have you cool. yes Yes. Good album to work out to. Absolutely. Full of energy. Swiftly moving on. Katie. Yes. You're up next. Hi. Okay. Next is Medication by Queens of the Stone Age. I'm surprised you picked that. I didn't know that you were into Lullabies to Paralyze by Queens of the Stone Age. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Did you just know that track? 
I just know that track. I think it was an SSX3. <laughs> All right, cool. I didn't like. I know you like some Queens of Stone Age, but I just never yeah, I associated do, yeah. that track with you. If you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. Yeah, I'm just looking it up right now because I'm fairly sure it was. The reason I know it is because it was in the soundtrack for SSX3, which is one of my favorite games. A game that you should never play with Katie because she'll scalp you mercilessly. I will absolutely. Yeah, it was in it was in uh, SSX on tour. Sorry. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh God, yeah. that one. <laughs> so was that Maximal Park track? Oh, really. Well, yeah, it was, and there was a really good "We Are Scientists" track on there as well, "Lousy Reputation." Oh, that was a good song as well, yeah. Yeah, it had a really good soundtrack, despite the fact that it. It's it a terrible sucked. game. It was a game, yeah. So anyway, I know that song because it was in an SSX game, which is really tragic of me. I mean, like half my picks have been from video games, so I'm not all that bothered. I feel like if our picks have been in video games, it simply explains why they're so high. Yeah, because it is high energy, like sports games they tend to be in. Driving games as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to drive around and listen to fucking, I don't know. Wouldn't it be nice if we... (laughs) It's a great song to drive around to, excuse me. I was going to see the singing kettle. I mean, but that's children's music. So it's a false equivalent. Children can listen to Queens of the Stone Age, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying adults won't listen to the singing kettle. But you don't know that. It's not that you see many 20-somethings going around being like, hear that Mr. Boom track. Holy fuck. What the fuck is Mr. Boom? We've had this discussion. We saw Mr. Boom in a park once and I freaked out because that was Mr. Boom. Oh my god, that was Mr. Boom, right, okay. If, you, okay. if any of you know who Mr. Boom is, get in touch. Jimmy, no one ever gets in touch. No, no one does. It's fine. <laughs> Stop paying out the calls uh, to action. It's all good. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah, no, I think medication is a fairly typical track for Lullabies to Paralyze, which I okay. like as an album. I do. It's mm-hmm. one of my like preferred Queens of Stone Age albums. It's not in my top V, I think, but um, sure. I have a real affinity for the first two albums. And this is a different step to Songs for the Deaf, the album before this, where they had Dave Grohl on drums. So they had several new members okay. for this album. Troy Van Leeuwen, this was his first album with them. He's mm. a really good guitarist. And you can tell because Josh Holmes getting a bit more experimental with two guitars and having them both solo at different points and stuff. Yeah, that track is like just a solid height building. I, yeah, I agree. You were saying though while we were listening to it how you think it's weird that the two of us have switched picks, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you picked that Maximal Park track, and I know a lot about Maximal Park. I picked the Queens of the Stone Age track, and you are... You could basically be Queens of the Stone Age. Like, you could be their biographer. No, just, just give me a guitar. I'll be their next touring guitarist, trust me. <laughs> but, like, there was, there's so many little details uh-huh. in that song that I'm just obsessed with. The choice yeah. to have underneath the driving guitar riff, just, like, a little guitar going... Dip, 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 that sounds a bit like an alarm. Okay. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I like it when you when you point these things out, though, because I may have said this before, like, I have a condition with my hearing that I can't parse sound very well. So it's nice when you point these things out, because I can't hear them. <laughs> you might be able to hear this one now, hopefully, now I've pointed it out. But yeah. Yeah, underneath the rhythm guitar throughout the verses, mm-hmm. there's like a dim, 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 like that. Sounds a bit like a car alarm going off, which I like. Ah, Okay. And it, yeah, it just builds well. And it's a classic Queens of the Stone Age chorus as well. But then mm, I, I totally. like, controversially, I say controversially, it's probably not, but I think Lullabies to Paralyze is the most classic Queens of the Stone Age album. Okay. 
and every... that's the one that this is on. Yeah, that, this is on Lullabies right. to Paralyze. So other tracks sure. on here are Little Sister. Oh, yeah. I like that um, Which is another fucking hype song. We were mm. talking about it, like, our picks for this list, and that we both nearly picked about it for the other Queens of the Stone Age songs, because they are, yeah. they do have some absolute fucking belters. Even, like, up yeah, their like... most recent album with fucking Head Like a Haunted House. Yeah. Because we both almost picked Sick, Sick, Sick as well. Because oh, the, the guitar riff in that song is, like... That's like... on, that's on, like, six of my gym playlists. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking about the guitar. Yeah, the guitar riff at the uh, break of that song is just incredible. But, like, even the the lead guitar is quite minimal in this one, and it is a short mm. song, especially for Queens. But, it, yeah, it's just such a good pace setter for the album. I think it's fairly early on in the album. Okay. The song before that is This Lullaby. And it's mm-hmm. a very slow song. It's sung by Mark Lanigan. And it's, yeah, it's like a tiny little song just with Mark Lanigan and acoustic guitar and it kind of builds right. into this big crescendo at the end of it. And then suddenly it kicks in with like the whine of the guitar from Medication. Because like okay. before it starts kicking in with do, 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 it's like a feedback noise. It's a high-pitched feedback note. Sure. And then that, I think that absolutely kicks the album into gear. Okay. And the next few tracks try and follow on with that pace, but I don't think necessarily manage it as well. Right. Big Queens of the Stone Age fan. As you can Jamie tell. loves Queens of the Stone Age. You can tell. Also, yeah, I, I hate the album after this. I don't hate it, but it's... What's the album after this? You're a Vulgarist. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's my least favourite Queens album. Wait, um, is that not the one that's 666 on? Yes. Don't like that album. Oh, okay. Don't like the sound oh, of right. that album at all. Okay. It has good tracks, but I, uh, as an overall album, I think it loses the aesthetic that Lullabies to Paralyze had. Big on aesthetic today we are. Yes, yes. The overall style of Lullabies to Paralyze, whose name ah. came from a track that's on Songs for the Deaf. Ah, okay. The Mosquito song, which was a bonus track. You need to stop talking about Queen's Stone. <laughs> I won't shut up. You need to stop because you are just now giving fun facts. <laughs> Here's an interesting fact. Um, you're 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 basically reading the TV tropes trivia page on Queens of the Stone Age. Sadly, it's not open. This is all my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could have the fucking page open so I'm not this. So one. you can justify this. Nope, but nope. I just really like that band. So, <laughs> bad religion, big bang. Here we fucking yeah. go. Short, to the point, fucking brilliant. I love Bad Religion so much. They are fantastic. And yeah. No Control is my favourite Bad Religion album. Yeah. Definitely. The whole album is like that track. It just doesn't outstay its welcome. It's so fucking brute force and blunt mm. that, you know, it hits you and it's over before you know it. I love it. We both, again, had a situation where we both had a Bad Religion track yeah. on our list. You're a generator. Um, I did. And Generator was a track that you got me into Bad Religion with. Yeah, I think that's the most accessible hard punk track that they've got. Like, I could have played you Infected or American Jesus and maybe got you in for that route. But if I want to get you into early Bad Religion, the best year of Bad Religion, Generator is the way to go. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever loved a song as much that starts like a rock, like a planet, like a fucking atom bomb. I mean, uh, right, I love Greg Raffin. His lyrics are pretentious as fuck. There's no getting around it. Uh, Oh, can I hot take? Am I allowed? I just think they're clever. I do, but there's an air of smarminess as it goes on. Yeah, of course there is, because he's got a PhD in, like, fucking grass or something. (laughs) Yeah, is it not, I like astrophysics, or is that the boy from The Offspring? Uh, the boy from the offspring yeah dexter what's his dexter, dexter holland, holland yeah yeah does he not have a phd in like 
big maths. Big maths. Big maths. <laughs> like big maths, yeah. Big. Like like <laughs> not just like two plus two, but like he can do like twelve plus twelve. He Holy can do shit. the big math. Holy shit. It makes me yeah. laugh that both the bands that did the crazy taxi soundtracks are, are both professors. <laughs> yeah. Does he not teach like uh, Greg Graff, does he not teach like biology or something? Yeah, um, yeah. It's a science, I know that, but yeah. I, I don't know. He, he is a he is a big science boy. I mean Natural like... Sciences, zoology is what he teaches at Cornell oh, University. Zoology. He is a very, very clever man. I mean like the other track that I was gonna pick was no control and that starts with culture was the seed of proliferation, then it's gone and melted into an inharmonic toll, into an inharmonic hole. Consciousness is plagued as and we can't shake it, though we think we're in control. Like honestly, their lyrics are brilliant, but mate, there's easier ways to say that. There, there are easier ways to say these things, but like. But it's part of their image. Do you know isn't that it? we were, it, totally like, yeah, because I said earlier you were the one who got me into punk. I didn't like punk music at all before we started dating, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I thought it was just stupid music with fast guitars, and that didn't really appeal to me. Mm. And then you got me into bad religion. And you were like, no, it's smart music with fast guitars and then i started to enjoy the stupid music with fast guitars as well yeah i mean the way i got into punk i think for me was like i was very young when i got into punk my mom was punk in the 70s your mom's cool as fuck though well don't tell her that she'll get a massive pee but like it was early sony hawk soundtracks which had bad Mm. religion it had the dead kennedys and then i like i liked green day as well and they're all Mm. intelligent bands especially dead kennedys and bad religion yeah i think punk has this image where it's just like if people aren't in there they're like oh it's just hard fast and people shouting but it's not a lot of it's fueled by like a need to speak up and need to say something and bad religion are an absolute protest band and always have been yeah like because you getting me into bad religion got me into like the Minutemen and mm. millions of dead cops and you know loads of stuff like that and it's it's angry for a fucking reason yeah i mean there is edges of like punk for aesthetic like the misfits oh for sure but i, but I still just, love the yeah, misfits you know they raped your baby today <laughs> doesn't matter that much to me as long as it's dead yeah love that for you love that for you <laughs> But yeah, Big Bang is this fucking balls to the wall track. I was considering like four other tracks for this one. And yeah. this one, I was just like, this is just so high octane, so fucking fast paced, and the drums are just mm. insane. We used to cover a couple Bad Religion tracks, and the pace that they keep up, the fucking tempo for yeah. those songs is I can fucking hard to play. Very difficult, yeah. It's, it's not even that hard to play, it's hard to maintain. Mm, of course, yeah. Because you can do the riffs, the riffs aren't mm. difficult but keeping the speed on them. And for me, singing and playing the guitar and keeping all the speed was just fucking nightmarish. Yeah. I went and learned... The whole of No Control, though, is just, like, fucking balls to the wall. And I love that about it. And it is, it's so yeah. poignant as well. It all, every song has a point that is, like, screaming at you. And, yeah, I think Big Bang is the one that keeps the pace up the most hardcore for the whole thing. Yeah. I think I tried to get Danny and Matt to cover this at one point, but no chance. It's it's just too much. Like, we did do what you want for Mm. quite a while. And that was hard enough for me to, like, shred the guitar and be like, idleness, anticipation, breathe, apathy. (laughs) But, like, we're talking about the lyrics, and it's quite difficult to remember the big words, the three syllable jobs. I tried. And play the guitar at the same time. Try not to trip over these long ass, like, unnecessary words while playing a guitar is difficult. But it's part of the reason why I love Bad Rogin. It is. Yeah. And I've seen them as well. I saw them. Um, I'm very jealous of that. In, I think, 20. Who knows? I think I saw them in, like, 2010, 2011. Yeah. 
Jamie, time doesn't matter anymore. Time is a meaningless no. construct. And all I remember from that gig was I was like a wee skinny, I think 14-year-old or 15-year-old. And this big fucking bald guy kept seeing me get out of the mosh pit and he'd be like, aha, you're going back in and then pick me up and put me back in the mosh pit. And I was just like, fuck off, I just want to have a drink. <laughs> and you're dehydrated, getting thrown around by all these old punks, just like, oh, what would you get? Water, water. <laughs> just, just want some water. We coke. Yeah, no, that was a great gig. They are a lot of fun live and they do keep up that fucking pace. And they are one of the better punk bands I've seen. And I've seen a fair few of the ones I want to go see. But yeah, Bad Rogin always hold that top spot for me. Yeah. Yeah, incredible band. And that album, if you have to listen to one album by Bad Rogin, go for No Control. No doubt about mm. it. It's hard punk, so, you know, expect this pace for the entire album. But it's so good. It's so fucking good. Generator's also good too. Generator's alright. Uh, I would say Suffer and No Control are the definitive albums. So. Also listen to Suffer, it's really good. <laughs> if you fancy modern if you fancy modern go for True North as well. Oh I totally fucked it there. I was like, Oh the one that True North's on is great. <laughs> True the North. I think it's called that. Odd. <laughs> I think it's called that. I I'm could be wrong. I'm not looking it up. I'm standing by our mistake. I'm sick of having to look stuff up. I'm yeah. sick of being This is too research heavy. I'm sick of being completely let's just, podcast about opinions. Let's just accept our ineptitude and move on. Katie. Yeah. Last pick. Hi. Oh my god. Oh my god. You totally threw me off there. I didn't realise I had to keep doing the podcast. <laughs> so my last pick will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me. It's Gave Up by Nine Inch Nails. That was Gave Up by Nine Inch Nails. Fucking belter of a track on an absolute so balls to the wall good. album. Like, yep. so fast paced. So Love angry. It. Yes. But there's a lot of reasons for it being angry. The main reason is a man called Steve. Steve. Who, <laughs> Steve. He was mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails manager at the time when they were on TVT Records. And basically, Reznor had a massive fallout with Steve Gottlieb, I think he's like the owner of TVT, yeah. and that's why in the music video for this song, there's a computer that says "fuck you, Steve" in it. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, there's there's actually two videos for it that gave up. So there's the, the one where they became pals video. again. <laughs> no, no, even better than that. Oh my god. Okay, so this is one of my favorite things in the whole world, and I'm gonna talk too much about it, so you will just have to cut me off. Okay. Okay. So. Two versions. One version that could be shown on MTV that had the computer that says fuck you Steve in it. (laughs) Which is a big mood for anyone who hates anyone called Steve. I know several Steves throw all dickheads. And then there's a second version which is on the... So Nine Inch Nails made this movie called Broken Yeah. to go with the Broken EP. And it's like a Serbian film but a music video. (laughs) Jesus Christ. With Steve. um, so the whole album is translated into the broken movie so Mm -hmm. there's the one with a guy undergoing cock and ball torture and then there's like several of like a guy in bondage with a plate of feces in front of him excellent take that steve covered in flies and stuff there's a guy getting his teeth ripped out for the video for help me i'm in hell Mm mm-hmm 
and I think happiness and slavery is just a guy being tortured and dismembered. But favourite thing about this, so it's all totally fake. It looks pretty good because it was shot and put on shitty VHS, so it looks yeah. like shit and it's supposed to look like shit. Um, it was supposed to be released officially. Mm. It was never released officially. So somebody whose name is not Trent Reznor for legal reasons... <laughs> is it Trent Reznor? Trent Rosnor leaked it on the Pirate Bay. My hero. And was like, don't know where this came from. And then tweeted about it on his own account or something. <laughs> Wild, this happened. Can't have Oh my this. god. How did you manage to get my copy of the Broken movie? Weird how that happened. But you know, <laughs> I think there was a scenario where the police got a hold of one of the videos from the Broken movie and mm. they actually investigated the band because they were like, you've killed someone. You've, you've done a murder. And they were like, oh my God, no, we haven't done a murder. That's makeup. You're the fucking police. Can you not tell the difference between makeup and murder? And they were like, but it looks like real murder. Wait till these cops see The Godfather. They're going to fucking shit it when he gets that toll booth. I've downloaded definitely not Trent Reznor's copy of the Broken movie, and it is just disgusting. Love it. Watch it when I'm in a really bad mood, and it's great. Really want to watch that. That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, you can watch it with me, because it, it's great, and I can just sing the whole time, and it'll be fantastic. But the Broken EP is one of my favourite Nine Inch Nails records, and it's so unbelievably fucking angry the whole way through. And it's dead punchy as well. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Wish is probably the track that everyone knows from it, because that's... Yeah, because in... you did you not win a Grammy for that or something? <laughs> the only Grammy that's ever been given to a track that says fist fuck. <laughs> Favourite fact. I love Pretty Hate Machine and I love Downward Spiral as well. Yeah, yeah, I also me. like With Teeth. I love With Teeth. I am the originator of the With Teeth fan club. <laughs> like I don't get I... people's issue with that album. Well, I, I, I do actually like i guess it's not as interesting production wise but i think the songwriting's better than on uh the fragile allowed to make pop rock just let him live the songs are better than on the fragile i'm sorry i don't like the fragile that much either i love nine inch nails far too much mm. actually i think the broken ep might be the point where i recommend that people introduce themselves to nine inch nails really Maybe. Like, I think if the listener is into kind of heavier music, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I suppose so. There's, like, different points where I think I would introduce people in Nine Inch Nails. Do you like synthier stuff? Start with Pretty Hate Machine. Mm. Do you like moody kind of art rock? Start with The Downward Spiral. Do you like fucking fast thrash or, like, punk? Go for Broken EP. Do you hate yourself and want to die? Listen to Year Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I like Year Zero. Again, I'm the only one that likes Year Zero. Are you a misogynist? Listen to The Fragile. <laughs> don't you lump him in with misogyny? I don't know, that Courtney Love track is a bit problematic oh, for me. Yeah. yeah, Starfuckers is so problematic, but it's also probably the worst Nine Inch Nails song. I mean, I get Courtney Love's a fucking dick. Yeah, so. but like, the lyrics to... Uh, right, Trent so Reznor says that he's embarrassed by the most is perfect drug, right? Mm-hmm. How can he be more embarrassed about the perfect drug than star fuckers? I physically don't understand it. I cannot comprehend that logic because star fuckers sucks so bad. Please don't go onto my Spotify and discover it's one of my most played songs. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I know. I, I've never come into these podcasts claiming that I have good taste. <laughs> no, we all know that. Yeah, I, I love Duran Duran. And everyone thinks <laughs> that I should 
die and burn in hell for that. But I love Duran Duran. I've been to see them live. Hmm. Seal was there. It was quite the trip. Right, sandbagging this. Listen to the Broken EP if you want to hear like <laughs> bass-heavy, synth-heavy, really energetic music that will get you going. Please listen to the Broken EP. It's got Suck and a cover of an Adam Ant song on it. And it's great. It's real good. It's real short as well. So yeah. give that a shout. Last up, the closer for this week, we have Overkill by Motorhead. <laughs> That track is fucking unrelenting. Is it definitely over? Yeah, I love that it has like two fake outs. One fake out wasn't enough. It's like, we just gotta fuck with them one more time. <laughs> fake out two, fake out harder. <laughs> but I don't know how the fuck they keep that up. Like I was saying during the track, that drummer's legs must be killing him with that double bass going for that entire fucking song. Maybe he's just got like the most powerful legs of any human being ever. Like, they might need them for the fucking drums in that track. It's a wall of sound that fucking yeah. hits you like immediately and just doesn't. Maybe he's got that condition where you just can't feel pain. <laughs> you know, those folk, they like they touch the stove and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're touching the stove. Is that not hot?" And they're like, "What?" And then they look at their hand and their flesh is burnt off, and they're like, "Oh man, I couldn't feel that shit. What's that all about?" Maybe he's got that, but it's specifically with his legs and his drum. Looks down and his legs have fallen off and they're still playing the double bass. Yeah, they're still playing it. <laughs> that, that wee ankle's still going. It's still going. Oh man, that track never fails to get me energetic and ready yeah. for the day. If I was ever going to play a gig somewhere, if I was going to do a presentation, or if I needed to do something that was making me a bit anxious or filling me with adrenaline, I'd put this on and then I'd be fine. Yes. I'll be ready for that gig. Be kicking in the door again. Again. Alright, fuckers, here's my presentation of the economics. I'm just gonna put this motorhead butt track on the background. (laughs) (laughs) This is about information society, fellas. (laughs) That would have been so good. Joke a motherfucker. Jimmy, this is very interesting. Inside baseball. Yeah, no, the fucking drums, the bass, both of them are so fucking in your face and unrelenting. The solos in that song are just wild. And I like that he likes the solo that he used earlier on with the fucking fast bends so much that he just slows it down for the last one. Well, his fingers may have been hurting. But that's the thing, is it makes it sound like a completely different solo when he slows it down. It adds different emphasis to different beats in the track, and like the build into that last bit is just like, yes, it's so fucking uplifting. I know we were talking a lot about the fact that the concept of time doesn't mean anything anymore, but do you think Lemmy had maybe drank that much Jack Daniels that he's never really comprehended time? We just don't know. Because he was an enigma wrapped in a mystery, that man. He was. just Wrapped in, like... Plastic. Pussy juice. (laughs) Pussy juice. Uh, Fucking ending the podcast on pussy juice. No, thank you. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. I, I you, truly wish it was. Are you back. a fucking thirteen-year-old boy? What's that about? <laughs> Maybe I don't know anymore. <laughs> that song, ah, uh, even the album cover. There's something about. There's like a couple of like hard metal, like thrashy kind of songs like that that I'm really into. That's why I like quite a lot of Judas Priest songs. Yeah, I love Judas Priest so much. If we ever do another list, there's going to be plenty of more that I could talk about. There were so many I was yeah. just like, oh, I wish I'd mentioned today, but, you know, yeah. plenty more of that. Anytime a song was playing, he was like, oh my god, I wish I'd included this. Hi, so much. And that exact voice. I think that 
this song is a perfect example of what I meant by songs that give you energy, where it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be happy, it just needs to absolutely get you up and going. Yeah, totally. And like, it's, you, a really, it's a really driving beat in that song. If I could drive, my foot would be on the floor. Yes. And I would be wrapped around the telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> this is another song to maybe do 70, you know, 72. This is a song and, uh, to crash your car to. No, that would be Crashing Foreign Cars by Helmet. I mean, both are. This whole list. I think if you crashed your car and the cops found that you were listening to these songs, they'd be like, fair fucks. Fair fucks, lads. They wouldn't even phone an ambulance. They'd just headbang beside your corpse. I know, that's it. Fucking that solo comes on. They're like, yes! Corpse popped a squat and he's just headbanging. <laughs> he's moving your head to headbang as well. <laughs> <laughs> it falls off, rolls gently into your lap. And the lyrics are fucking stupid as well, just like the Eggy Pop track. But it works, yeah. though. It's like, it is part of the style of it. I was going to say, it's Motorhead. It's not supposed to be clever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's fucking feel it in your gut? Rock and roll ain't worth the name if it don't make you strut. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. It is perfect. Why do you sound like you're doing an impression of the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Louis Armstrong was the front man of Motorhead. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> Oh, I can't do Lee uh, can't do Levy you either you do your best and that's all that matters Jamie <laughs> right, so I hope that this week's list brought you all up gave you all a bit of a boost uh, god knows I think we all fucking need it at the moment next week we're going to look at interesting covers so they don't have to be good but they have to be interesting and that's <laughs> my caveat for a couple of my co- more controversial choices I can't believe you already have choices. Yes, of course. As soon oh as I God, thought of that. Are you going to pick that fucking disturbed soul? No, no, absolutely fucking oh. not. Don't worry about that. Please we mentioned that this week and we've already talked about it, so you're safe from that one, guys. Are you going to pick the George Michael cover of Faith? Even the Limp Biscuit cover of Faith. <laughs> no, the George Michael cover. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, like, I'm saying interesting covers, so they still have to have something about them that's good. <laughs> <laughs> These are all terrible covers. They won't be featured next week. Aye. They might though, because I haven't made my list yet. Oh, Jesus wept. Right. What if I just pick the worst covers? Again, I'm talking about Duran Duran, but the time I seen Duran Duran cover White Lines. But is that not quite good though? It was only quite good because the crowd had been absolutely docile as fuck, and then Duran Duran, Simon Le Bon, and his fucking shite catchers cuts out with this cover of White Lines and all these like 45 year old women just immediately got the world's biggest wide on and started <laughs> getting up and dancing oh my it was it was some trap it was some trap so let us know your picks for songs that give you energy on Twitter or in the comments mm-hmm. also let us know your picks for next time like some interesting covers give us a shout we might pick it yeah and why are they the cover of White Lines by Duran Duran yes Cheers for listening, folks. Hope you have a good week. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands, tell your mummy lover.